Mathazar, the... there's no such person as Captain Taggart. My name is Jason Nesmith. I am a actor. We're all actors. He doesn't understand. Explain as you would a child. We, uh, we pretended. We lied. Aww. Yes, you understand that, don't you, Mathazar? Mathazar, I'm not a commander. I, uh, there's no National Space Exploration Administration. We, we don't have a uh, ship. But there it is. <laughs> that ship is that big. Inside, I've seen many rooms. You've seen plywood sets that look like the inside. It, it, our brilliant sphere is, is wire with plaster around it. And, and our, uh, <laughs> our digital conveyor is a uh, Christmas tree lights. It's a decoration. It's all fake. Just like me. It's difficult to explain. On our planet, we, uh, we pretend to, uh, to, to entertain. And, uh, I am so sorry. God, I am so sorry. So now you know. Lieutenant Lathe, hardwire the reactor core to overload. I would like to blow this troublesome vehicle to dust. Sirs, what about my people? Yes, far too simple a death for them, isn't it? Lave, open an oxygen seal on level C. Let the air in a bit for our friends. Son of a... I like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. I'm Don Hall. This is Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast. Now, Donnie... I mean, I know you're not as interested. I mean, neither one of us seem to be terribly, terribly interested in the Oscars. Uh, I haven't been interested in the Oscars, really, really any kind of deep dive for probably a decade or so. But for some reason this year, I've been a little bit more interested. And I, I, I watched Tar. I wanted to see Tar really badly because when I saw the preview and it was Todd Field and he hasn't made a movie in 16 years, I was like, all right, and it's Kate Blanchett. I really wanted to see it. Wichita doesn't have uh, a lot of art house experiences or any actually. And so Ooh. it played, it played for exactly 
three nights here, one showing a piece, and then was gone. So when it finally came out on Amazon Prime and I could rent it for six bucks, I did. And in the 48 hours that I had to watch it, I watched it four times. Wow. Wow. And so and you and so I recommended it very strongly to you. You yeah. watched it. I think yeah. you had a very different reaction than I did. So tell me about tell me about your experience with Tar. Well, first of all, uh, I don't know where Wichita stands on the uh, uh, list of major cities in the country, but I think it's a shame that there's not at least one small independent kind of theater, you know, that would show some at least an art house film for a, a, a weekend or two. I think that's a real fucking shame. Um. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, everyone that listens, I know you know, you know, my wife has her doctorate in music, and, you know, I kind of, um, I, I, I hesitate watching films that, that really delve into that world, because um, she is very hypercritical of it, as she should be. She lives in that world, and, um, you know, when I'm at home here, we got the two-year-old baby, when she goes to sleep... That's when we watch movies, right? And, you know, it's just by proxy, she is my uh, movie-watching partner. So I try to uh, do shit that she's going to enjoy, shit that I'm going to enjoy. Uh, God bless her for sitting through every single stupor, stupid hacker-slasher fucking Halloween film that I watch because she really can't stand them. <laughs> um, but this one, you know, after we saw Whiplash a few years ago and she's had some friends that went to Juilliard and she kind of, you know, has an understanding of the Juilliard experience even though she didn't go there. And, you know, she was really critical about uh, Whiplash. And, uh, you know, kind of after, that kind of set the bar. And then, like, after that, it's been, you know, a little weird. Um, what was there? Uh, Mozart in the Jungle. Did you watch that show on Amazon? I did on Amazon yeah, Prime, yeah. We, she fucking hated it. I did not like it. I had my own reasons for not liking it. Um, and we kind of just dropped off after a couple episodes. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of the vibe. And then, like, going into it, it was really interesting. Um, we watched the trailer because she hadn't even really seen the trailer, but she had heard uh, discussion of the film uh, online through her uh, colleagues, friends, uh, etc. And there was one moment, I think it's like a, 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 a if there's a, an extreme high angle, which is when the camera is directly overhead of, of, of a uh -huh. person or a crowd, there's an extreme low angle looking up at her when she's conducting at a certain moment in, in, in the film. And Marilyn literally laughed out loud. And she never laughs out loud really at anything, even comedies. I mean, she's, I'll, we'll watch a comedy together and I'll be like, are you even enjoying this? She's like, yeah, it's really funny. And I'm like, you haven't laughed once. And she's like, yeah, I just don't, I don't laugh like you do. It's just, but I'm enjoying it. But she laughed out loud at this moment. And I, I said, I'm like, well, if this is how it's going to be, like, fuck it, I'll just watch it by myself. Like, I don't, and she's like, well, just shut up. Let me finish the trailer. Um, and it was interesting. That moment ended up being a moment in the film after she had her fall. And so she's having like difficulty kind of conducting in a way. Yeah. Right. And yep. so it, and this is the problem with marketing campaigns and, 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 you know, studios, how they uh, uh, edit trailers and, and, and commercials for films. Like the filmmakers have really nothing to do with it most of the time. Uh, and this is an example of that where it just kind of it played really wrong in the commercial, whereas in the film, it makes sense in context. Um, yeah. Overall, I love. Kate Blanchett, I think she's great. There's, I, I can't think of anything that she's been in that I've been disappointed in her performance. Uh, overall, the story for me, uh, the, the the film is shot beautifully, of course. I mean, it's just just you know expert filmmaker 
uh, shooting the film. Um, I just overall the story was very cold. Um, the protagonist, uh, for me, I had no empathy at all. Uh, the, the, the character of Tar felt very, uh, one-dimensional. Um, mm. um, I felt, I felt like the, well, I didn't feel the film was told a hundred percent from her perspective. You really didn't get anybody else's. Uh, perspective. You got their voices, obviously, interacting with her, but you got no other perspective for the most part. Uh, and that's on purpose. I, I get it. But that didn't allow me access into uh, her story as much as I wanted. Um, there was something else about it that really left me... Oh, the um, uh, a lot of the lingo. A lot of the lingo really, really uh, shut me out. And I, I looked at Mary Lynn and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about and it's really annoying me. And a good film uh, would allow me in, like I don't need to watch, like I can watch a science fiction film, I can watch a film about doctors. I don't need to know all of the intricate dialogue as long as I'm pulled into the storytelling. And in this particular film, a lot of that uh, kind of shorthand dialogue uh, pissed me off and did not pull me in at all. You know, uh, multiple times throughout the film, um, they talk about DG. DG. What is DG doing? What does DG say? No one calls Deutsche Grammophone DG. If I were writing the script, I would re reference it first as Deutsche Grammophone, and then I would say the label. I would refer back to it throughout the script as what does the label say? What is the label doing? What does the label want from me? DG? I mean, at, at like the third time, I'm like, who the fuck is DG? Who is fucking DG? And Mary Lynn was like, oh, the, it's it's the label. It's the, they, they shouldn't refer to it. That. And I'm like, no, they fucking shouldn't because I'm asking who the person is because I'm in a fucking person. So like that that was really annoying. Um, also referring it, uh, re referring to, uh, what was it? Uh, the Five. Mahler, Mahler's, right? Like, the five. It's not a fucking freeway. It's not the 10 or the 101 or the 405. I'm, it's it's the I'm fifth. Gonna, I'm gonna, it's the fifth. I'm going to... No, so, I'm going to correct you. As someone who has played in an orchestra and played the Mahler five, okay. it is referred to by people that play that orchestra piece as the five. Okay. I mean, just, I just, I, be, just give okay. me a quick correction. All right. I mean, it's well. The look, thing I that's, the thing that's I think a, is that's a you that's a you versus the doctor thing. So uh, well, just, what we'll I'm going to say go. here's here's a here's a my mom versus you uh, yeah. thing. I think it's I think it's maybe one of the most brilliant films I've seen in the last decade. Well, okay. I think I I think uh, part of that was that it's a very contentious cultural moment to have uh, the conversation. But I, what I loved was, and I think when you don't take sides, uh, you tend to piss both sides off. And uh, I think he was, I mean, it, it, I, I thought it was a really interesting uh, breakdown of, of that concept between, you, you, you recognize in the film that she is truly accomplished and brilliant and multifaceted and almost superhuman on one hand. And on the other hand, she's a fucking creep. And you've got both of those things going on in, in in a real balancing act the whole time. But at no point does he actually 
as a filmmaker, tell you what you're supposed to think about her. What I will say about the 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 language, what I what I found was very interesting. It, it, it's interesting that you were really focused on the language because what I focused on. I mean, I'll be honest. The first time I I because I get some of that lingo, um, and the DG didn't bother me because I've heard that used before, and you know, a, a lot of the language didn't bother me at all. What I found in watching it a second time, and actually my mom pointed it out, because my mom wasn't going to watch this. She had zero interest in watching a fucking movie about an orchestra conductor. I mean, she just like, this just does not sound good to me. But I told her, I said, I, I've watched it four times. I really think you should watch it. And one of the things she and I talked about, and this is why I think uh, you might want it. I know you didn't like, did, obviously did not care for it, but I think it might be worth a repetition, is... The thing I thought was interesting about getting inside the characters, all the specific characters, is that every conversation utilizing all of this language isn't about any of the language. Not a single scene is about what they're talking about. It is about the restraint of them not talking about what they're thinking. And I mean, every scene is so filled with that kind of tension, that kind of rubber band stretching. Um, It's, I found it to be one of the most honest films that I've seen because people for the most part, especially in such a petty world as the orchestra world, which is a highly, artist, artist worlds of any gen, any kind of genre, tend to be really petty and, and, and snide. But each of those scenes, it felt the most honest because, and I know you've been in those conversations, I guarantee you Mary Lynn has been in those conversations, where you're having a conversation, sort of a, a, a technical conversation about the industry that you're in, you're having that conversation, but underneath is how much you really hate that person or how bored you are with them or how you look down on them or how you feel like they look down on you. And all of that seething underneath the boiling surface of talking about technical details of the job, every scene in this movie, when it involves more than one person, is is that scene is there is something going on the dynamic is and it's so subtle and so well controlled that i think kate blanchett is amazing in this movie but i would argue that every single actor that has a scene with her is equally as extraordinary mark strong being a a, a standout in my mind uh just the two or three i think two or three scenes he has with her um, he's thinking, you can tell there's so much combat going on without any of the words being said. And I, and I found that to be just some great goddamn filmmaking and I, and I, and I loved it, but I'm sorry you didn't like it. I, again, I would, no, I, mean, I would it, recommend you watch it. I'd recommend you watch it again, but if you know, that's like saying, Hey, why don't you poke your other eye out? And well, that's not, <laughs> or just watch Ant-Man and the quantum of solace and they, you know, then I'll do, I'll do that. Instead, that, they'll you know, do that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, right. it's, I mean, it's no reason to apologize. You didn't make the fucking film, right? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, yeah. who yeah. knows? At some point, maybe uh, down the line, uh, maybe again, there's just so much shit out there to, to visit. I still haven't seen uh, Banshees of uh, Inishrin. I haven't seen, I still haven't I seen Elvis, uh, everything everywhere oh, God, all at once. It's so good. The Fablemans. I mean, there's a lot of shit. Uh, like, uh, I'm a member of Screen Actors Guild, so I'm going to get a lot of screeners. Coming up, so and you get to see uh, even free. even That's fucking cool. Avatar, I'm getting for fucking free. Like, so I will wa- cool. I will get to watch these things. Um, so yeah, it's just like when there's a bunch of other shit to watch, I'll I'll go do that 
first. I, I did watch it. Uh, like I texted you, I'm happy I watched it so that uh, I went through the experience. I can have an opinion about it. Um, you know, for me, the biggest takeaway was she is fucking phenomenal. Um, and yeah. I hope and I hope we don't have to wait 16 years to see another Todd Field film. So no those, shit. those are my two right. takeaways. Yeah. So that's Tar. All right. So for our pick today, um, it was my pick. And we already announced it. But I, I, I want to start by saying uh, in 2007... Pulitzer Prize winner David Mamet oh. in a book about Hollywood mm -hmm. listed what he <laughs> called four perfect films. The Godfather, A Place in the Sun, Dodsworth, and my pick for this week, 1999's Galaxy Quest. I love this movie, and I'll, I'll give you a couple of reasons, and I want to hear your take on it. But my my reason for loving this movie is that I've been a I've been a science fiction fan for pretty much as long as I can remember, and I have loved Star Trek. I'm one of those weirdos, and maybe this is how I am when it comes to politics too, where I love Star Wars and Star Trek with an equal aplomb, but I see them as totally different things. You know, one's mm -hmm. fantasy and one's sort of science fiction. And Galaxy Quest is a spoof like a really earnest spoof but a spoof of the universe of star trek and more specifically the television universe of star trek meeting the actual universe of star trek and what i've always loved about star trek is sort of this utopian universe these ethical dilemmas and all in the adventure of space second thing i love about this movie and why i like to watch it so much is it was made by and for the fans of Star Trek and that sort of universe. It was, I mean, the people that made this movie, obviously, you can see it in every choice made, love these actors. They love Shatner. They love Uhura. They love all those Star Trek. They love it. And unusually, uh, they love the fans of those movies as well and those television shows because the fans have the same arc as the actors in the film where they start as jokes and end up as heroes. Mm -hmm. And then finally, finally, uh, I, I think the performances are, it's such a great ensemble cast of people that you would never, I mean, who would say that you would ever see Tim Allen and Alan Rickman in the same room, Oh no, yeah, let no, alone... No. The yeah. same movie, yeah. and specifically, two of my favorite performances of this film are Sam Rockwell as oh, Guy man. Fleetman, <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and Tony Shalhoub as Tech oh. Sergeant Chen. Uh -huh. And one of the things that I noticed, uh, <laughs> I'd heard about this, and I've I've watched it a billion times, but mm -hmm. I noticed this last viewing is that every time uh, Tech Sergeant Chen, who is supposed to be Asian but isn't obviously is not Asian, but every time he turns to the camera for like one of the cameo shots for the TV, yeah. he, he squints his yeah. eyes. Yeah, and, I, and I, and I, and I always <laughs> thought it was just, I would just thought it was his way of doing sort of like a funny smile. Uh, right, 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 right. But it's so consistent across oh, yeah. the board. I realized, Oh, it's yeah. not a funny smile. This is him pretending he's Asian. It's well, the was, fucking funniest. There was, there it's was, just killer. It's there was killer something flag. I read uh, along the way, and there's a there's a bunch of research. Uh, MTV.com, of all fucking places, has an amazing oral history where they talk to a bunch of people in the film. Uh, just it's, it's just an interview. It's a, you have to read the interview. It's not a, a video interview. But um, 
you know, at one point, uh, Shalub says, he's like, uh, you know, I, w- I was hoping that they would, like, maybe change the name of the character or because I was not interested in playing an Asian character, mm-hmm. but I was interested in playing a guy who was playing an Asian character. And and, it, and yeah. that yeah. that kind of it, it it kind of reminded me of um, Tropic Thunder in that way with yeah. with with yeah. Donnie Junior. You know, it's like I'm not going to play blackface, but I'll play a character who plays blackface. Huh. Yeah, yeah. And what does that yeah. mean? What does that mean for the larger discussion? Right. So like, it's it's really funny and it's really fucking subtle. Um, like clearly they don't like do yellow face. They don't beat it over his fucking head. Um, they also he also talked about. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Carradine in the Kung Fu TV show. Yeah, yeah. And about how, yeah. yeah, he was so kind of aloof and seemingly stoned out of his mind <laughs> through the making yep. of that show, at least from Shalhoub's yep. point of view, uh, whether or not that's true, who knows. Um, but Shalhoub was like, I, I think it's really funny if, if you know, everybody around, like, I just say this shit and everybody around me is like, What? Like what is going? Like what is going on? Well, if you look at the script, if you look at the script, it's one of the things that I think is the a, a, a kind of a remarkable. Again, everybody brings something to the table based on their. I mean, you know, Alan Rickman is is a Shakespearean actor. Oh yeah, he was a, at the time at the time very very serious, yeah. you know, sense and sensibility guy. That he brings a certain sort of aesthetic to his performance. No, when he sits he, there, when he sits the there he and processes. says, when he sits there and fucking says at the beginning of the movie, kind of they're, they're waiting to go on stage at this, uh, uh, what like one of those fan conventions, and he's looking Com- in the yeah, fucking the mirror, comic. and he's like, "I played Richard the Third. How did I come to this? Not again. I played Richard the Third. Five curtain calls. There were five curtain calls. I was an actor once. Damn it! Now look at me. Look at me. I can't go out there, and I won't say that stupid line." One more time. I can't. I won't. Well, Alex, at least you had a part. Okay? You had a character people loved. I mean, my TV Guide interview was six paragraphs about my boobs and how they fit into my suit. No one even bothered to ask me what I do on the show. You had the... Wait, wait, I'll think of it. I repeated the computer, Fred. Whew! Your commander is on deck. Ha <laughs> ha! Wow, that smog is thick today, huh? Am I too late for Alexander's panic attack? Apparently not. You know, you should get that looked at. <laughs> I really believe, like, somewhere in his soul, he's, he's like, why that, am yeah. I doing Galaxy Quest? Well, what well, the fuck if, is going <laughs> if, if you look at, again, the casting, and I know that the uh, cast, I've, I've, there's, there's a documentary called Never Surrender. Yeah. It uh, has a lot of that stuff yeah. that I watched. Tonight, tonight, I watched it before we got in here. Was this the one on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to see that. It's it's a ton of fun, but what I really, I love about it, it's like Tim Allen has, you know, he was was a very famous comedian with his home improvement. Yeah, well, the stand-up before that, yeah. Yeah. And the stand-up, a yeah. really home improvement Tim was like, tool, all right, yeah. I'm on TV yeah. and I'm 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 super famous. And then that that ended. And then all he had was a Santa Claus movie. And so he was feeling, probably in his actual life, exactly the way uh Nesmith was feeling in that character. Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman was uh this very serious actor who now he's doing 
kind of whatever he this was before Harry Potter, but it's kind of it's a fucking you know, diehard, you know, like yeah, yeah, and you know, and Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> yeah. What I think is about funny about Tony Shalhoub is if you watch this, look at the script while you're watching the movie, he has very few lines. Oh yeah, he is a a, a woefully underwritten character. However. If you know Tony Shalhoub's sort of career up to that point, he's kind of a Charlie Chaplin kind of guy anyway. He's kind mm. of he's very physical and he's very good with his face and with reaction shots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you watch this movie with that angle, that whole character is him physically embodying whatever thing is going on with him. Like when they're one of my favorite moments that I know wasn't in the script, because I've seen the script. Yeah, yeah. Is when they're when they're flying down to the mm-hmm. the beryllium spirit planet yeah. and everybody's and everybody's freaking out. Well, Rockwell especially. Sitting, Rockwell especially yeah, and, is freaking and, out. Do yeah. I? Do I? But he's sitting, Shalub is sitting in the driver or in the, the passenger seat, smiling this goofy ass grin. And it looks like he's eating corn nuts. Like right. I don't know what he's eating, but it's well, like ba- corn nuts. Yeah. Or, or it's just and, it, and that wasn't written. It was just a shot. No, that they well, just went. That's that, fucking hysterical, well, and, and that, it says so much about that character. I that love greasy, it. that greasy bag of his that he's that was all his idea. Like he he because they because it was going to be like a kind of a PG thirteen kind of film. They knew they couldn't really get away with like calling the character out as a stoner. Right, as a fucking guy yeah. high off his ass. So one of the things that he thought was like really funny was like, well, what if he always just had a a sack of snacks with him everywhere he went? And that's that it's kind so of funny. That's that kind of greasy bag, that that paper greasy bag of like, what the fuck is he eating half the time? Right? Like yeah, and where does yeah. the bag go? If you try to track that bag through the movie, you're gonna lose it, and it comes back. It like it goes, it comes and it goes, and it's it's kind of like a funny gag at a certain point. Well, there's um, there's all kinds of continuity. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When, but it when, plays. When, it fucking plays. Yeah, it well, plays it, it, really it, it, well. It, it ultimately doesn't matter because you can always fall on the idea that we're kind of spoofing Star Trek because there's a mo- right like when uh, Tim Allen's shirt comes off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, at, yeah. he's, at, he's on the rock planet. And he's yep. fighting the rock guy, and his shirt yep. comes off. Yep. And then he gets beamed up. Mm-hmm. And while he's standing there, he puts his shirt back. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Like, it's just was, suddenly in was the he ship holding again. onto the shirt? Yeah, where did was it? it? Did it yeah. beam up with yeah. him? There's all kinds of little <laughs> yeah. moments like that where it's like, what the fuck was that? However, oh, it's brilliant. It, it ultimately doesn't matter. And part of it is, I think, why I love this movie so much is that it, yes, while it is a very funny spoof, it's not funny because they wrote jokes no. at the expense no. of Star Trek. They were no. not right. They were not making fun of Mm-mm. Star Trek. Nope. They were having fun. Yep. And 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 part of that was that all of these actors that they they cast while they're having a great fucking time part of the reason they play so well is that they're playing it 100% real. Right. And that was kind of a and mission that's why statement. That's so fucking funny. That was a yeah. mission statement of the director, right? He's like, I wanted to play it. I wanted to play it straight, you know. And he had and I, to, and it, it, and it works. I mean, it. look, it's the same reason Leslie Nielsen works in Airplane. Yeah, right. Yep. Leslie Nielsen, to that point, was known for a, a, a string of seven, including Poseidon Adventure. Um, you know, known for a string of things in the seventies. He's a very fucking serious actor. I mean, he does an episode yeah. of. He, I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of Columbo. Um, he did an episode of Columbo. Very fucking serious guy. And when he suddenly shows up in airplane in the seventies, that had yeah, to, that yeah. had to freak people out because like he just plays it so straight, and that's why and ultimately why like works. well, and that's why ultimately some of his later films, it's like 
Yeah, he knows he's in a comedy and he's he he's in on the joke at this point and it's like it just doesn't work as well. But that's why this yeah. film really really works. Every single one of these people plays it very seriously. Um you know, one of the things I was reading was um you know, Harold Ramis was originally attached to direct this film and they had a bit of a difficult time casting it. Um I guess they went out to people like uh Steve Martin for uh, specifically for the uh, uh, yeah, what Rob, is it Nesmith the, Jason Nesmith role, Jason Nesmith right, uh, Jason the captain Wick, quick yeah with a captain yeah yeah, yeah. so they yeah so they went out to uh, I'm trying to pull up the Alec Robin Baldwin Williams. Alec Baldwin Robin Williams Steve Martin Kevin Klein was on that list and like mm-hmm. just nobody was really responding and then by the time it got to Tim Allen Harold Ramis was like fuck this like I'm out like I just I, no I don't see it and I'm out. And, uh, you know, one of the things Tim Allen had to say was, yeah, I guess Harold Ramis really wanted a straight actor or or an action or a straight actor who could do comedy rather than a comedic actor who could then try to to do action or, or, or play straight. Right. Yeah. And that's really, to, and that's really what Alan, Alan is, right? Like he's well, a comedian. According to first Alan, that's exactly, according to Alan, that is exactly what uh, Harold Ramis actually told him yeah. at a lunch. Right, 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 was, right. You're a comedian trying to play action. I'm looking for an action star that can right. be funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, to, to Harold Ramis's credit, apparently he did reach out to the director afterwards and was just like, yeah, I was wrong. It really works. And it's a funny movie. It's a good movie. So, you know, yeah. rest in peace to his credit. He, he like did the thing. You know, he's a mensch. But um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, another thing was uh, apparently Ramis uh, put out a mandate. He wants nobody that's ever been in science fiction films in this film. And Sigourney yeah. Weaver, fucking Sigourney, dude, Sigourney Weaver is amazing because like she was already Sigourney fucking Weaver, and she lobbied her ass off to get into she this, this movie. Role. God bless her for that. I think that's I think that's so fucking cool of her, and she and, fucking nails it. She nails it, and she's so good. She, God, it's, the thing about it is, it's one of those things that I like about this movie is, and it is a rare thing when you have so many ingredients that you would not assume would go well together. Mm-hmm. So many different styles and different uh, concepts, and you know, I mean. To the point where, you know, they're they're creating sort of like these sets that are supposed on one level look like cheesy 60s movie sets, but on the other level then have to go and become, you know, look like they're real. And the the thing about it is the special effects, they went to ILM. ILM, I mean, they got got some of the top people to work on this. Exactly. Right? Top people in their fields... We're working on this film, and it's yeah. just one of these things where it's just for some odd reason, this idea, this concept of a movie, all kind of came together, and all of these extraordinary people at the top of their craft all converged, and then had such a goddamn good time making the uh, movie. Everything that, that I read or see, it just they it, just had a ball. Everyone then, had a blast. 
Yeah. And and then when, you know, and the only thing, and this is one of those things or two things we talked a little bit about uh, marketing uh, when you were talking about TARP. Yeah, yeah. I think is interesting about this movie is that originally um, it was PG-13 and it was all, they, they had plenty of curse words. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were, well, yeah, yes, the, yes. And then the studio, the studio at the time was looking for a children's movie. To go up against Stuart Little, right? No, it, it was... was was it? Oh, I shit. think it was something. No, no, no. Keep going. Rugrats. Keep going. It was Rugrats. Keep going. It was. Yeah, it was Rugrats. That it was that Rugrats had just come out. It was G-rated and made billions of dollars. So they they wanted to have some sort of a child's dream work. So they were looking for hits, and so they pulled all of the language out of it, and everybody was a little freaked out about it. What I can say is, I think it makes it a better movie. Um, for having done that, um, and I like my language, but I mm. think it makes a better movie to the point where I think it's also very funny when Sigourney Weaver sees the chompers. Oh, yeah. It very clearly says, fuck that. Fuck that. But, <laughs> but they've got, screw that is right. what comes out of her Dumped mouth. In. It's really funny. They didn't even try to hide no, it. No, no, the director but, says it flat out. I did that on purpose yeah. so that it would look yeah. horrible because apparently during test screenings, that got yep. the biggest laugh of the film. It's, it's so and it's funny. Perfect. It's so funny. The look on her face, but, the scenario, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. But the uh, in terms of the marketing, they marketed it as a children's movie. Yeah. And uh, I, I watched a, an interview with Alan Rickman, like at a premiere or something, and he's literally looking at the, the interviewer saying, if you think this movie is for eight-year-olds, right. you're really missing something. And so when the when one of the actors at the premiere is telling a reporter, this is not for eight-year-olds, the marketing right. campaign really botched it. So Sigourney Weaver's quoted in The Hollywood Reporter, there's an article about how they botched the fucking marketing of this film. Uh, Sigourney Weaver says, uh, to me, they didn't seem particularly interested in what we were doing, which gave us more freedom during the shoot. But at the last minute, DreamWorks decided it needed a movie to go up against Stuart Little, the mouse movie. So they chose this one and started making cuts to the film, which includes that F-bomb being cut. Um, apparently, there were a couple Alan Rickman scenes that were cut because they were a little kinky. Um, yeah. there's, there's one scene where... I, I think she she had been uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character had been taken uh, by what are the aliens the the bad aliens called they're not the Thermians they're the whatever the the fucking uh, the cockroach aliens I, can't remember. I don't even remember yeah I can't remember but, what they're yeah. called I just remember the the main guy she's yeah. snatched off by two of them and one of them kind of has the hots for her and then it becomes this weird thing where uh, his partner is like, ew, that's gross that you're into this human. And she like kind of, I don't know if she rips open her blouse or the the the, the, the guy rips it open. But for the rest of the movie, part of her costume is ripped she's, open and you can see her yeah, bra and like, where did that come from? Speaking of continuity, yeah, yeah. right? So yeah, it, it, just, it all it, just so kind of- so many moments of those, yeah. Yeah, but it all just kind of plays. And I think for me, you know, originally watching it and then rewatching it now, many years later, um, it's interesting because the the f bomb moment really pulls it all. It ties it all together for me. Any continuity error throughout the rest of the film, once you see that moment where she says "fuck this," but it's it comes out as "screw this," I'm like, "Oh, I get it," and you get it, and you're in on it. The filmmakers are in on the joke. I didn't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that there was a concession that they had to make. I thought they did that shit on purpose. So. 
I mean, it really, it really works. The whole film works. And like, I'm not a Star Trek geek. I, I, I like. Uh, I wondered that. Uh, that was a question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Because I didn't think you were a big Star Trek, and I wondered because I love it, and I've loved it since it came out in the theaters. Mm -hmm. But I won I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if somebody who's not a big Trekkie, if they like it as much as I do. Well, yeah. I mean, this film for me, I, I kind of mentioned this off off mic, but like, you know, this film kind of snuck up on me. And I think it's because of the marketing, frankly. Uh, I saw this and I was like, yeah, it looks like a fucking, I don't know, it looks kind of like a kiddie movie. Like, it's a little weird that Alan Rickman's in it and Sigourney Weaver's in it. But yeah, I don't know. You know, eh, just not for me. And then once it hit home video, which, you know, there was a life for these things back then. You yeah. know, it didn't get lost on streaming with 10,000 other titles that are dropped on any given fucking Friday. Um, yeah, that's that was kind of my relationship with this film. I, I, I stayed away from it. I was just like, yeah, it's not really for me. I like some sci-fi, but I'm not like big into it. Um, you know, a lot of the Star Trek movies, I mean, I grew up with, my dad loved Star Trek, right? Uh, grew, yeah, up, yeah. Grew, grew up loving Star Wars, like all that shit. Never really watched Star Trek, the series, uh, TV show in any serious fashion. It was on every so every so often, but like never really took it seriously. It was just kind of cheesy. Um, but yeah, the movies were, with the exception of the first film, a lot of the movies were really fucking good. And I enjoyed the Star Trek movies. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, really got into it. And then as I got older, I would revisit some of the Star Trek episodes, I've still never seen all of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of my relationship with this. But like, I don't think you need to know all of that shit to really appreciate what they're doing here, right? They're, yeah, spoo yeah. they're spoofing it, it in that way. But then it becomes, and I think we kind of, did we mention this on our Three Amigos episode as a complimentary film? Because it really does. I think maybe we did. I think, I think we, we did, did because yeah. it really does become that. It becomes... You know, the, I mean, I mean, it literally is the same fucking story. Let's be honest. It's, you know, yeah. a bunch of a bunch of TV stars as opposed to move, silent movie stars um, get mistaken for the actual heroes that they are, are hired to do a job to save real people in a real life situation. Then it comes out that they're just actors. I can't help you. But then they fucking yeah. step up to the plate and really fucking help out. Right. It's the same exact story. But in a completely different genre and done just as well, dare I say better than Three Amigos. Oh, I'd say better. I, I would, would definitely say I better would too. in my opinion. I would too. I would too. I would too. All right. So I think yeah. I think we're recommending uh, that people uh, find find a copy. They should find uh, phenomenal. it just about anywhere. Phenomenal movie. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. My mom hasn't seen it, so I'm going to watch it with her because uh, I was telling her what we were going to be doing. Oh, she'll love it. She'll love it. She'll love it. She's going to go nuts for this. Yeah, yeah, this is one of those This is one of those kind of like, and again, that's why I dig the PG, or if, even if they were going for PG-13, the one F-bomb wouldn't have ruined it. Um, no, but it the way really they is pulled a, it off is so funny. Oh, it's a, compl funny. It's a completely... It's a great lava. Oh, and can I mention Justin Long? Oh, what big, big, we're a big fans here. Big fans. Why? Because I love Jack. We both love Jesse yep. Long, but yep. I really love because he's like twenty years old. It's his first movie. And, yeah, he's so good. God and, bless. And, and the and the single best. It's the single, in my opinion, the two moments he brings. Just his character. I mean, in conjunction with everything else, but his character brings my two favorite movies in the moments in this film. 
The first one being when Taggart finally they're 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 trying to figure out how to get through the hallway, and he says, "I know someone who knows how to get through the hallway." Yeah, 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 Listen to me. This is Jason Nesmith. I play Commander Peter Quincy Taggart of NSEA Protector. We accidentally traded boxes the other day when we bumped into each other. Oh. Oh, Commander, I see. Okay. What's your name, son? Brandon? Brandon, I remember you from the convention, right? You asked all those little technical questions about the ship, and I was a little short with you. Yes, yes, I, I know, Commander, and uh, I actually want to... Just wanted to tell you that I, I thought a lot about what you said. It's okay, now listen. But, but I want you to know that I'm not a complete brain case, okay? <laughs> I understand completely that it's just a TV show. Oh, hold on. I know there's no brain Wait a Stop, stop for a second, stop. Wait. No ship. It's all real. Oh my god, I knew it. I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> the crew and I are in a lot of trouble and we need That is the funniest <laughs> fucking moment. The yeah, sec yeah. the second funniest he, moment, yeah. one of my favorite moments, is when they're they've hit the button, now they've solved the problem, they've gone through the fire and the chopper, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and he and Sigourney Weaver hit the button mm -hmm. and they're trying to get a hold of him, and all of a sudden there's this cutaway and the, and his mom's making him take the trash out. And yep. that is such a fucking yep. funny moment. That's a, a great that's a great sight gag. It also is followed up by, oh, the countdown always goes to the last second on the TV exactly. show. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. He has some so of, funny between him and Rockwell. Yeah, they have some God. of the, the the most understated but fucking <laughs> so hilarious line readings in this Rockwell's film. Rockwell's the funniest guy in the world. Dude, Rockwell is hands dude, down that in this guy, movie. I've watched it so many times, and every. Time he screams. Oh my God! Or says I start laughing. Well, it's just consistently the funniest performance I've been, I've seen on just about any film. You're not gonna die on the planet, guy. I'm not. What's my last name? It's uh, um. Uh, I don't know. Nobody knows. You know why? Because my character isn't important enough for a last name. Because I'm gonna die five minutes in. Guy, you have a last name. Do I? Do I? Yes. For all you know, I just come in number six. Baby, baby. I love Rockwell in this and movie. kind of like and kind of like doing research on Johnny Depp or hearing hearing interviews with Johnny Depp. It's funny to hear about what their influences are when they're coming up with characters. As an, yeah. as, a, as an actor, I've always found that really fascinating. And you know, one of the main things that Rockwell said is like he really loved Bill Paxton's. Yeah. Uh, take in in aliens because he's so fucking scared but he plays it so fucking seriously and that's why it's hilarious it's hilarious bill paxton is hilarious in that movie because yeah, yeah. he's so terrified and and rockwell i mean he, he game really, over man yeah, game, game over. over he really <laughs> takes that and runs with it have you guys even watched the show like, he really <laughs> fucking takes it and runs with it in this movie. And I'm just like, that guy, that guy is somebody I want to have fucking dinner with sometime. Like, oh, they, you, talk about, just... you talk about a dinner party with, like, some drinks oh. and shit. Like, I want that guy at my dinner party. He's fucking great. Yeah. And and Justin Long, I actually just watched, yeah. um, just was a it. Neil LeBute movie. It's a take on uh, Dracula. Um, and it's Justin Long. 
I forget what the blonde, she's a famous blonde actress. Uh, anyway, it's like three women and Justin Long, and it's like a vampire tale. Oh, wow. It I could literally this. be I... a stage play, um, hence Neil LeBute, right? Uh, it was yeah, really yeah. fucking good. And Justin fucking Long seems to be having like this renaissance with Barbarian. Yeah. And yeah, Barbarian, like a bunch he's so of good shit. in like, Barbarian. He's, yeah. he's really coming back in a big way. And I'm like, I'm all about it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I love the dude. Yeah. I think he's great. But yeah, this entire, this entire cast, this entire cast is just, I just, I, I cannot speak highly enough. Um, please, everyone, seek this film out. It's so fucking funny. It's so funny. Heads up! Talking a whole bunch of shit that I ain't trying to hear. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. All right, my perfect triple feature, and I changed. I'm finding that I. When we're getting ready for this and we're doing oh, no. you know, the week. We oh, were, no. Did you change it I, I before changed... I wrote them down in my fucking notes here? Oh, well. Go ahead. I'm Go. sure I did. Go. I'm sure I did. I, I had one idea, and then as and then, and then then as I watched the movie and I thought about it and I was telling about telling my mom about it, and then I watched the documentary, I realized that I actually had two other movies that make, in my opinion, a better triple feature. Sure. So the first movie in my triple feature um, is 1985's Back to the Future. Oh wow! Yeah, you did it, fucking it change is, it up, you prick. Yeah, right. it's a. I did. It's a science. Well, it's a science fiction spoof. <coughs> it is. It is earnest. It, it's filled with heart, and it's filled yeah. with great lines, and yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Because the characters take it so seriously, because yeah. the stakes are so yeah. high in their opinion, and it, and Zemeckis got that. He had immensely, immensely yeah. quotable, immensely quotable yeah. film. Like just Ugh. yeah, just and all the characters are very very. Very rich and have a lot going on, and yeah, it's just yeah. it's just one you can watch again, one you can watch over and over yeah. and over, yeah. and just not get tired of it. And it blows and, my mind and how good that is, and completely family fucking friendly, just like yeah, just like Galaxy Quest. Totally, yeah. totally unoffensive. You could watch it with somebody five or ninety five. It's gonna be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna good be pick. fun, and you're good gonna pick. have fun with it. Good pick. And then, and then my second, then I would say, okay, so you watch 85's Back to the Future. Yeah. You go take a pee, you know, maybe get some pizza or some popcorn, whatever. Yeah. Then you watch Galaxy Quest. Okay. And then you follow it up with, and you're not going to like this choice, yeah. but uh, I, I can defend it, is 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. I actually, okay. I did right. see so the like first one. one. I okay. saw, I think right. I saw the second one too, to be honest. That's the one with Kurt Russell okay. is the second one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did see the, the first two. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, Chris, Chris, the third Chris, whatever the fuck, Chris. Pratt. Yeah, he didn't get grading yet. Um, yeah, no, the first one's great. First one's I yeah. got a blast. And, yeah. and what I, and, I am and what I love about Guard, <laughs> yeah, what what I love about Guardians of the Galaxy is that again, James Gunn is really kind of doing a spoof of sort of the Marvel heroism with okay. these characters. Okay. But it's a loving spoof. He's not he's having fun with the Marvel with the MCU yeah. rather than making fun of the MCU and I would argue it's it's why it, it, and I hadn't even thought about this until I was talk writing this down and thinking about it. It's why I hate 
with such a visceral passion, Thor, Love, and Thunder, uh-huh. because in that movie, Taika Waititi is making fun of the MCU and everybody that loves it. And in Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn is, you can tell he loves this universe and loves these characters as much as we do. And what I really like about Guardians of the Galaxy is that that was a really obscure comic book that very Uh few people read. I happen to have read it when I was a kid, so I knew who the characters were. Well, you tore them all up, right? it was a really, really obscure comic, and so yeah. these characters were completely unknown, and he introduced them in a way that each is distinct, just like in Galaxy Quest and in Back to the Future. So I think that's a really fun, like, heartwarming, there's great heroism and bravery, there's a lot of fucking laughs. At mm-hmm. the end of that triple feature, you will feel, you'll cry a little bit, but mostly you'll be laughing your ass off and quoting really funny lines sure. throughout from all three films. And that's sure. my triple feature. Nice. Yeah, I dig it. That's good. Those are those are solid selections. I, I know the other two that you picked. Uh, I'll, yeah. let those, I'll let it go. Those, th- th- those were also good picks, though, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. No, so- solid, solid, solid picks. Um, let's see. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to do them in order. I'm just going to... Look, um, 1987... I know which, I, I know which order I would yeah. do your triple feature. Well, okay. Yeah, 1987 Spaceballs by, you know, fucking Mel Brooks, the guy, right? Yeah. Like, it's great. It's more of a spoof on Star Wars specifically. Well, it's totally, it's, it totally that's it. I mean, that's Wars, it. Yeah. I mean, of course, there are... Pizza to uh, Hut? Uh, yeah, Pizza, Pizza to Hut? hut. No, I, I don't know. Dark Helmet. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I get it. I yeah. get it. I get it. But... You know, again, pretty fucking family-friendly film. You know, I yeah. mean, maybe there might be a blue joke or two in there, but none of them are fucking offensive in any way or or even no, that dirty. Really. You know, what is one? Uh, combing the desert. We ain't found shit, right? Like, I mean, you know, there might be a, a one or two of those in there, but, like, nothing offensive. Really fucking funny movie. Solid cast of of, of, of really good uh, comedians and actors of the time. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, my second pick, I, I, ha- I have to do it. It's my favorite Star Trek movie. It's uh, 1982 yeah. Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. And, you know, yeah. if I'm going to put them in order, I would say watch Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan first. Exactly. Then I would do Galaxy Quest. Then I would do Spaceballs. Yep. Yeah. That is exactly the order. Yeah. When, you, when I saw yours, yeah. that's exactly the order. I would want to watch them, yeah. and I would want to watch all three. I'm not oh, totally. the biggest fan of Spaceballs. Um, no, I mean, it's it's good. I, I it's mean, it's not my. It's, compa- that, com- again, that kind of comedy is, and I get it. It's like you really you referenced earlier talking about uh, Airplane. Yeah. Um, there, I, and I don't know if I was always this disdaining of that kind <laughs> of comedy, yeah. or yeah. my time in comedy sports. Cultivated the disdain, yeah. Yeah. But that 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 slap your belly, right? Crazy hair. uh, Let's let's have a a big rye, you know. So it's not just farce. I mean, we talked about we talked about this when we talked about Clue, right? Two years ago, right? But uh, yeah, it's not just farce. I don't like. I guess I don't like in comedy that is just so obviously slapsticky, jokey. I just it just doesn't appeal to me. But you do and, like and the Marx Brothers? 
I do not like the Marx Brothers. I like the Three Stooges, Three which Stooges. makes no sorry, sense. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Which yeah. makes no yeah, 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 sense yeah. In, yeah. in terms of my my love of, of a little bit more intellectual. It does comedy. actually. Hold on. It actually it does. No sense at all. It actually does make sense because they're darker. Okay, that's they're fair. they're that's dark. Like they're it. darker, yeah. and they're darker than um, Abbott and Costello. They're darker than oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Laurel and Hardy. You know, actually, it does. That does make that that tracks actually. Okay, All right. but yeah, well, but good. but that fucking start Star Trek Two Wrath of Khan. I mean, it really. I mean, it, it's the best. It's the it best. is so fucking dramatic. It's the fucking. It's best. so fucking Shakespearean. <laughs> I mean, they literally quote Shakespeare in the fucking movie. Um, yes, they do. But God damn it, dude. Shatner, Nimoy, all of them. All of them. Montalban is, fuck, dude, ah. dude, dude. He is, along with Alan Rickman in Die Hard, like, yeah. the, the best fucking movie villains of all time. Like, people can yeah. say what they want about Hopkins in, in Sounds of the Lambs. He's great. But he's playing a fucking serial killer, okay? Yeah. These guys, these guys, these guys, <laughs> these guys, oh, fuck you, dude. Like, so fucking good. And the, reve the, the revenge, the fucking seething revenge that just like sweating off of his exposed fucking tan chest in that fucking outfit <laughs> he wears to this movie with that yeah, fucking mullet yeah. wig. Dude, Ricardo yep. Montalban, fuck you. He is the fucking jam. Watch this movie what, and what, tell me he's not the fucking best. That's awesome. What is so good about, what is so good, and, and there, is, there, is, there, is, there is the truth, and Ooh. I don't know if it's, the, I, I'm pretty sure it's the truth, is Man. that uh, in in the, bringing the original cast back for the Star Trek movies, starting mm -hmm. Star Trek, motion, the motion picture, is that the odd-numbered films kind of suck. Kind of suck. Even-numbered. And the even number yeah. of films are are quite good, and uh, this is the one that starts that trend because it, 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 when they made Star Trek Two, when they were writing Star Trek Two, that was part of their agenda was that the, the, the over they 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 made Star Trek the motion picture as a uh, reaction to Star Wars making so much fucking. Oh money. yeah 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 that's for why, sure for that's sure that's why they made it yeah well it's a it is a long. It dull, me meandering, ponderous, fucking, fucking thing, and boring. And, the and, costumes are boring. And, it's just it's like the ugh. thing about it is, people people came out in droves. It made money, of course, but over overwhelmingly, they got from the fans. Going back to Boom. Galaxy Quest, they got from the fans that yep. it was not in keeping with Star Trek, and right. that the you know, and that was when they went, oh. We're gonna go back to one of our best villains, and that he—I was just gonna rivalries. ask that he was in the show, right? And I, oh I'm yeah, not, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not it, versed in the show. He was yeah, no, Khan, was Maltabon in the show? Yeah, Khan Khan was in the show, played by Maltabon. Oh fuck! And that was, I gotta see that episode. And see, and see, oh. and see. Oh, there were several several episodes. Oh really? Where he played oh, Khan. Fuck! I gotta yeah, watch yeah, those. Was a I gotta watch and, those. But what's really what's really oh. awesome about it was that that was when they went. The, they had the idea. They were okay. We really came out with. It was a good, smart film. You know, the V'ger thing was was a, it was smart science fiction. But it wasn't, you know, they they realized that they had tried to make 2001 A Space Odyssey and it was yeah, right, Star Trek right, 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 And maybe, right. maybe they need to back up a step and go back to the original source yeah. material. And they yeah. found Khan and went, let's bring this shit back. And it is just, it is so over the top. 
It yeah. is so overwrought. The stakes are so fucking ridiculously yeah. high. So you have you have the so friendship good. ending with Spock's sacrifice yes. of his life. For yes. the, I mean, I'm telling you, this so is good. Shakespearean oh, yeah. fucking tragedy yeah. in space. It's yeah. wonderful. I would and it's argue. So much fun. I would argue against the the odd number, if only because I do think Search for Spock is. A nice, it's a nice continuation of this story. Yeah. It's a little, it's, it's a little cheese. It's a little cheese. I think Christopher Lloyd is phenomenal as a fucking well, Klingon. You know, I think he's great. But he's wasted. <laughs> he's wasted because you no, know, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, I agree yeah, with you yeah. because then they follow up. Then they go. So again, if you want to go to the, oh yeah, let's make let's make Space Odyssey. Oh, that didn't work. Right, so now right. let's do Wrath of Khan. All right, that's fun. That's great. Now let's do now let's do a, 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 a basically a murder <laughs> mystery search. In, right. in space. Right. And that didn't work so well. Right. And then they said, well, what about the comedy? Okay, now we're going to do the whale thing. Yeah, we'll do, fucking, we'll do them in modern day San Francisco. The Voyage whales. Home. That's great. The Voyage, oh, the Voyage Home is one of the fucking movie. funniest movies. Scott Spock as a fish out of water. Dude. Kirk trying to pretend <laughs> like he knows how to deal with the modern people. It's yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall down no. funny. Then you, have, then you have five, which. Shatner directed and is the search for God and it sucks. It's oh just yeah, no, 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 worst. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's just a the little. Worst. It's, it's, and then it's, you, it's, it's is that the one with um David Bowie's wife? Yes, Iman, yeah, Iman, Iman is, yeah, yeah, the shapeshifter. It's terrible. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then comes and then another amazing one. That well, then you have six who act, that actually uses. Shakespeare in the title, The Undiscovered Country and, with and Christopher Plummer. Christopher fucking and it's a Plummer, fucking, dude. Oh my it's God. A it's a murder so mystery. It's, it's so a big good. murder mystery. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, so, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Those are my picks. I, you know, I stand by them. I think it works. I think, I think, <laughs> I think they're, I think they're great picks. I enjoyed them very much. Word, word. And, uh, I, you know, what a good, what a good set of yeah. features to go yeah. with Galaxy Quest. For sure. For sure. I want to point out, um, we're now doing teasers, our, our trailer geeks. Yeah. Um, it, it's very interesting because uh, you picked, uh, last episode, you picked You People. Yes. And for some reason, oh, yeah. When I, and, and this is not because I edited all this shit out, when I clicked on it, uh huh. It had a very, it had a totally different, very bizarre thing. Very bizarre. And I had to go back at while we're recording. I had to go back and look up you people because I didn't right. know it was you people. I thought it was this. Yeah, yeah. So this week you have chosen this. Uh, yeah. So this. I, yeah. And I and I agree with it. So this is your trailer geek for this week. Sure. Hi, I'm. Uh... I'm Mel Brooks, yeah. The guy who brought you the producers, Young Frankenstein, Spaceballs, and Blazing Saddles. And now I am proud to present the long-anticipated follow-up to my film, History of the World Part 1. We're calling it History of the World Part 2. Roll it. I've got some marketing materials to show you. Let's just jump right into it. Where's Noah? Hey, guys. From Jesus. Judas. General Grant. Mary Magdalene. Princess Anastasia. Siegmund Freud. Kublai Khan. Rasputin. Amelia Earhart. Marco! And the other guy says, Polo! It's better in a pool. Hands up where I can see. Good gravy is Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman, the inventor of the bathtub? 
How did these dumbasses enslave us? Some call me Jesus Christ, son of God. Some call him broken corny. That woman is enchanting. You grabby bitch. Anything else? Are we dropping the accent? No. Who's dropping the accent? Hey! Who is this? Your mama. If you're my mother, what is your last name? Bell. That's my mother. That confirms it. Boy, give out! Oh. You're a boy, Jackie. Wow. Wow. You want Jesus to be white. That's not what I'm saying. Don't you put words in my mouth. History of the world, part two. Part two. Part two. If this was on Netfish, I would cancel my subscription. History of the world, part two, on Hulu. Tell me, I love it. I, I just you know because I yeah. love History World Part One. Uh, it was yeah. one of my favorite Mel Brooks movies. A oh, phenomenal film. So, yeah. And and you know for the longest time, you know at the end of History of the World Part One, uh, we we had. And back then, this was like a new thing, right? To have like a like yeah. a coat like a coda at the end of a film. I don't think it was a post credit sequence; it was a pre credit sequence. But uh, it was stay tuned for History of the World Part Two, and they had segments about uh, Hitler on ice, a Viking funeral, and Jews in space. Now I don't know if we're gonna see Hitler on ice or Jews in space in this. I sure hope we do. I, I sure fucking hope we do. fucking pray to Christ we do. Um, you know, one could argue that uh, Zazie Beetz, Taika Waititi, Wanda Sykes, uh, Ike Barinholtz, Nick Kroll are not necessarily the uh, Dom DeLuise, Gregory Hines, Madeline Kahn, Harvey Corman, Sid Caesars of the uh, of their day. Uh, of of their day. day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's tough. It's a tough call. Um, I'm interested in the cast. Uh, I mentioned a couple names. Uh, there's also uh, Pamela Adlon, uh, Josh Gad, Johnny Knoxville, Kamel Nanjiani, uh, Sarah Silverman. You know, I'm interested in some of the people involved. Uh, Jillian Bell, Jason Manzukis, David Duchovny, uh, Rob Corddry. You know, there's some really funny fucking people there's in this. There's a lot of really funny people in yeah, this. Yeah, um, it is also a, a, a four-part one hour each episode, right? I think it's it's four yeah. four parts, one hour each. Uh, so that's twice as long, if not longer, than the original film. Um, yeah. You know, I'm interested. I, I'm just interested. You know, like I said with uh, you people last week or last episode, I should say. Um, I'm 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 always on the lookout for shit that's going to make me laugh. You know, yeah. uh, horror films. I'll watch all of them. Most of them are shit. I'm never really surprised if it's shit. Uh, comedies, I'm always looking for something that's going to make me laugh. Always. Always. No, and, I guarantee and you. I it's Mel fucking Brooks, man. Four hours. It's Mel Brooks. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to laugh for four hours, but you'll definitely laugh for two yeah. of the four. Fucking so, Mel Brooks. Yeah. All right. Always going to make you laugh. That's my pick. All right. And, and while you're always looking for something that will make you laugh, I am always looking for something that moves me or gives me some sense of optimism or makes me cry. And it is rare for a trailer to make me cry. But this particular trailer, um, while I am not religious in any way, shape, or form, this particular trailer made me cry. Hey, Square. I am not a square. I think we should invite Greg this weekend. What's this weekend? The mountain is high! Oh, we're doing Southern California! 
These people are hippies, rebels against old-fashioned authority. I think these kids need help. What they need is a bath. You're passing judgment on people you know nothing about. Maybe that's why your church is so empty. When God walks in here, brings me a hippie. I'll ask him what it's all about, because I do not understand. This house has a very good vibe. There is an entire generation searching. Slow down, man, slow down. Just in all the wrong places. If you want to reach my people, you need to speak to them in a language they understand. If I bring them in, I'm going to lose my job. We can only walk through doors open to us. In your church, that's a door that's shut. You've probably noticed we have some guests here today. I'd like you to meet my new friends. Welcome. They don't belong here. Half of them aren't even wearing shoes. They're staining the new shag carpet. They need our help. If you feel like you're misunderstood and judged, you will find forgiveness and freedom right here. That was awesome. Now that door is open any time of day. And if there are some who don't like that, well then that door works both ways. All right, Pastor, let's begin. I was almost done with this, but then you did what nobody else would even dare. This thing that we found, I feel like I belong. You're gonna need a bigger church. Our country is a dark and divided place, but now there's hope and it's spreading. This is your home, and I want you to tell all your friends about it. And my movie is Jesus Revolution with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, and I saw, I saw this. I saw this uh, trailer in the theater, and again, I'm I'm not a big religious. Before type, what? It it I don't remember. It might have been before the menu. Um, I don't Weird. remember which movie it was. Okay, yeah, I don't remember wow. which movie it was. But I saw this trailer, and it it did. It just it it basically it's the story. It's based on a true story uh-huh. of of a of a, a Protestant pastor yeah, yeah. who. Who sees the hippies? Um, you know this large group of fucking free love hippies who yeah. don't wear shoes and don't bathe, and realizes that if if he's truly a man of God, he has to open up his church to them. Yeah, and it's it's a it's just like I said, I don't know how to explain it. I I, I the minute I I started bawling halfway through this fucking trailer, shocked. And, I'm, you know, I'm and, shocked. And, and 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 now I totally want to see it. I wanted uh, to see it the minute the trailer was over. Straight up, straight up shocked. I I'm I'm like, well, I never heard of this film. First of all, um, yeah. I, I I you know I love these kind of indie ish movies with yeah. like one movie star who can kind of get the film made, which is Kelsey Grammer, right? Let's be honest. Yep. Um, he got he helped get the financing. Uh, he um, made this thing work. Yeah. Oh, he made this thing happen, hundred percent. Um. Yeah, just really shocked. This is not that no the the quantum Ant Man whatever the fuck like that shit. Like I expect, but like I had no. This is like this is like throwing me a fucking curveball. I have no idea. Like I'm I'm totally interested. Would love to see it. Uh, just shocked that you picked it. Uh, I do have a complimentary film for you for this that's already out. I think it's available on Amazon. If you haven't seen it. Uh, I watched it with Mary Lynn it just uh, late at night as the baby was sleeping in Mexico when we were on vacation. Um, it's called The Answer Man, 
with Jeff, oh, Dan- yeah. Jeff Daniels, yes. Lauren Graham. Have you seen it? I, I have seen it. Oh, you yeah, already yeah, saw it. Very, okay, very well, good. never mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not a great no, it's a good movie. Com- of any, it, I think but it I fucking cried com- like five times during that fucking yep. movie. It's all yep. a little bit all over the place. But yeah, yeah, this kind of reminded me of that kind of like soul-searching kind of yeah, vibe film. Vibe. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, and anything anything with free ride is going to make me happy. Dude, uh, anything, I was going to say, there's you know. one thing, that was one thing that throws me off about this shit. If I hear uh, Run Through the Jungle by Credence, or like <laughs> that, or what is the other one? There was another one that I, I well, fuck, what is the other song? I'm not going to remember it right now. There's another fucking 70s song that I'm like, Jesus fucking, because it was in um, The Offer. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, if I hear oh, this one more fucking time. I, yeah. Like, yeah. fuck me, man. It just, but it it's evocative. It's evocative. I, it's evocative. It, it gives me it's a used I'm for a at, reason. The, yeah. minute, the, yeah. minute, the minute the trailer starts, it can, oh, of course. I know where I'm of at. Course. I know where I'm at. You of have course. just placed me where I need to be. Of course. I'm already in that mindset. And then when the hippies show up, I'm totally there because I expected to see him in a second. And there you go. I'm there. Free yeah. ride. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And that is... <laughs> now, before we get to what next week is, I just want to let everybody know that on... Uh, it'll probably be the first episode in March. We will be recording uh, with... In two weeks, or no, basically a month, we'll be recording with David Himmel. Oh, yeah. We'll fuck yeah. Talking... Will we be talking about a, a movie that we all three very, love? Very, I don't get, very I, special episode. Don't want to give it away, but it's not. Uh, what was what did we talk it's about? Not with co- for, it's not cocktail. It's part not two. cocktail. It's not cocktail. It's not part cocktail. Two. Yeah, it's no. vastly better than cocktail. <laughs> I think. We, I think all three of us are on board with loving this film. So yeah. yeah. So what is our pick for uh, our for our pick? Yeah, for the next this episode? was it's I'll your be, pick. I'll be honest. Once again, I've said this before. It's really fucking tough. You know, we just did two musicals. Uh, you know, yep. got a little comedies going on. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking go dark again. I'm gonna, you know, um, I love it. I love uh, it when we uh, go know, dark. You know how much uh, I love the dark. I know. I love uh, it. Unfortunately, this country um, still has its its fucking love of of gun culture, and you know, looking over my collection and and some films that I think really. Uh, uh, are, are still prescient today, even though they were made twenty fucking years ago. At this point, um, I'm gonna go with uh, 1993's "Falling Down" by Joel Schumacher, oh my starring God. Uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, it's a it's a rough it's a rough fucking movie. Um, you know, you like to talk a lot about um, what did you say um, when we were texting? That tar is a, a litmus yeah. test of a film. I I, yep. I really think that falling down is is a lit a literal litmus test of a film. It, when you it watch it, you a, will yeah, you will see is. either some part of you in it, or some part of someone you know in it, or some part of culture in it. It's it's um, you know, and and having been in in Los Angeles for almost twenty years now, I haven't done the math on that. I think we're I think we're getting there. We might already be. There. I think you're close. I think, I think we think might already close. be there. Um. Yeah, there's there's a lot of moments in this film that resonate, uh, whether you're in Los Angeles or Chicago or, frankly, any major fucking city at this point. Um, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot going on in this movie. Um, I would love to talk about it. I I I, All I, right, I I do like to watch it. I haven't seen it in a while. 
Can't I say haven't it. seen it since it came I don't, out in the theaters. I don't hate it. I saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theaters, and I have not seen it since. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I'm. I mean, yeah. I've seen. I've seen like clips. Oh, of course, it's referenced all the time. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I have not seen the movie start to finish. Oh, great. Is 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 his wife played by? Because uh, we don't see her till the very end. It's a. Uh, is that Elizabeth Hershey or Barbara, Barbara Hershey? Hershey? Barbara Hershey. It's Barbara Hershey. Yeah, we've Sorry. got. Um, it's directed by Joel Schumacher, Michael Douglas, uh, Robert Duvall, Barbara Hershey. Frederick Forrest, Tuesday Weld, uh, Rachel Tacotten. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's. See, I solid film. I don't film. remember this. I I remember some of the moments and thinking, "Wow!" Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm fascinated to see it. Uh, yeah, because now. it really it really yeah. does it it rides that line of it, he's not a hero, he is a villain. It, it's a very it's a it's a really interesting film. I don't know where I, I I don't think I stand on. I think I'm a I think I'm a centrist on this film. I. I We'll talk about it. I'm really curious we'll to talk, talk about, about it with gonna, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to watch it again. It's a hard. It's a hard act, film. It's a hard film. But because I remember you know, the film, and I yeah. remember, I remember liking the film. But I, I oh, yeah. yeah, we'll watch it and we'll talk yeah. about it. So next week we're doing, or, or two weeks we're doing. Two weeks. 1993 is falling down. That yeah. should be interesting. Fuck yeah. All right, this was fun. This was great. Uh, I'm glad we enjoyed Galaxy Quest. I hope we find another movie that I love and you hate or you love and I hate. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. That's, we'll get there. Because that's the fun. That's the fun. What the hell. Oh, of course. Um, and that's it. Well, all right. You have an excellent how's your, couple weeks. How's your fatwa going? You know, uh, Salman Rushdie called me and uh, said that he was writing a script uh, featuring... Uh, actually, I think he write, wrote a part of History of the World Part Two. Oh, that's the segment. That's the segment called "You, Me, and the Mayans," right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, talk to you in two weeks. Rock and roll, peace. <laughs>